0: Before we get started, guys, we just want to say a big thanks to our sponsors of the show, TraderFi. TraderFi is the leading job management app helping over 15,000 tradies around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad.
1: Yeah, so if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need
0: help with your quoting, scheduling
1: and invoicing, then go and check them out at Tradify. It'll save your time and money. Uh, Trader Fly, also big fans of the Egg podcast, and have sorted us out with an awesome deal.
0: Yep. So if you sign up using the, the code AC Podcast, they'll give you 50% off your first three months. That's 50% off your first three months, Brad. You're crazy if you don't. Using the code AC Podcast. So if you're keen to give Tradify a go, guys, head to TradifyHQ.com to learn more and start a 14-day free trial. And now, Brad, it's on with the show. Bye. Are you looking for a resource to discuss all topics air conditioning? Well, you're in the right space. Join the Rawson boys as they discuss the hot topics and the cold hard facts. This is the Air Conditioning Podcast. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast where we discuss all things air conditioning, the hot topics and the cold hard facts break. Cold hard facts. Yeah, almost at the end of another week and um, yeah. the weekend is uh, around the corner. A big weekend Grand it is. Grand final week. The GF. Up at the, Up at the uh, Gabba. Gabba. in Brisbane. Mm, Brisbane. Vegas. So that's, that's gonna
1: be... where our, what am I trying
0: to say here? I don't know. Our guest—that's where our guest is. Our guest is from. Uh, yes, from. We'll so, get to her in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Richmond and Geelong. Yes, that's right. In the final showdown. So who's going to win? Well, I'm—I'm I'm backing uh, Geelong. I think. On Geelong. I'm going Richmond. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. I reckon go Geelong by, by three points. Two goals. Really?
1: Richmond yeah. by two goals. You yeah. are that confident? Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's, a <laughs> it's not my team, so I'm not that worried about it.
0: And what do you think of the idea of a twilight
1: game? Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely uh, a good thing, and I think it'll take off. So. Do you think? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, anyway, add, add a little bit of atmosphere to the whole thing, I think. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, especially half-time entertainment. Mm. Should be good. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah.
0: All right, uh, well... Should we jump into it? uh, We get to our guests. All right. So since their inception, guys, uh, over 10 years ago, Trade Risk Insurance has been assisting over 10,000 trade businesses with their insurance needs, Brad. From humble beginnings, starting out in a home office in Brisbane, they've grown to become an award-winning business with thousands of clients in all states and territories within Australia.
1: Fantastic
0: from trade risk insurance we would would be pleased to welcome broker of the year state finalist, brad if you don't mind state finals jennifer Steger. jennifer welcome to the show welcome jennifer
2: thanks guys how are you going
0: yeah good good thanks for coming on today yeah very good
2: no worries
0: so jen um can you just start off by telling those who are not uh, perhaps familiar with um uh, with trade risk insurance a bit more about what you guys do
2: sure so as you mentioned, we started the business 10 years ago. So the managing director here, Shane Moore, he, um, he decided that he wanted to build a business. He saw a real niche uh, in the market, specifically for tradies that um, are on that smaller end scale, mostly one to five staff, that really um, don't get the good service um, that they deserve and should have, um, that, that other brokers in the market might not necessarily um, provide, or those clients are with a direct insurer who are going to be you know, only looking out for themselves and not for the client. So us as brokers here, that's what we do. We're on the client side, we go into bat for them against the insurer and do all the negotiating for them. So, um, so that's, that's what we do, and we, we pride ourselves on the excellent service that we provide. Our clients, no matter how small uh, they are, so mm-hmm. that's us.
1: Yeah. And so, what what uh, trades do you um, uh, do? You look after? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so uh, the majority of our book is made up of. Uh, Electricians and carpenters, but we certainly cater to all sorts of trades, and we don 't just um, limit ourselves to trades; we uh, are a full brokerage that has access to all sorts of policies, so we can cater for all so- sorts of businesses, but where our um, niche and our marketing focus is is that tradey space because that that 's where we really um, excel in and um, and find we 're quite competitive and um, yeah we um, we look after those ones well. But certainly we look after plenty of air conditioners, um, which obviously goes hand in hand a lot of times with uh, sparkies and, um, but yeah, plenty of handyman, plasterers, <coughs>
0: um,
2: all sorts of things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine that um, people within the trade and, and uh, people working on sites and stuff, they probably talk about insurance uh, from time to time, but do you find that, that a lot of your work comes from, from referrals, from
2: other clients? Yeah, yeah, we definitely, we, we try and record that. It's one of the questions we ask, like, did you, um, how did you hear about us? And yeah, we, we quite often hear um, word of mouth. And I had a conversation just uh, yesterday with um, a client of mine where I had um, really explained something in depth with him. And he, he then went on to um, a website and discussed that matter. Mm-hmm. with with a heap of other um guys on site and, and then they all went to their respective brokers to discuss that matter um as well. So I feel like I'm getting the word out there a bit. So yeah,
1: That's good, yeah. That's very good. And what um what insurance companies uh do you use as underwriters, I suppose. Is that the right term?
2: Yes, it certainly
0: <laughs> is. <Tick for> Brad. <laughs> Uh,
2: look we we have we have a number um on the books we have a very wide ranging um uh, access to all sorts of insurers and um it depends on on the risk on the you know what the client is doing for their particular work Mm -hmm. as to what insurers might like that one like that risk better um than another insurer and yep. that's part of the benefit of of coming to a broker is that we a know um where to go for mm-hmm. for a lot of these things and who's going to be competitive and we can negotiate those things um, get,
1: the
0: best on your
2: behalf. Yeah. Mm. get the get the best value for money yeah
0: that's know. right and um without naming names, of course, but um, I would imagine, and we see we see it in our business with um, our clients perhaps making claims through their insurance companies. And some of them are very, very um, easy to get along with. Some are very generous in terms of what they perhaps will offer and others are very tight, let's mm, just say yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so, so Every policy
2: think... wording is different. But, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and so that that's part of my job here is to is to know, um, you know, what what things are going to impact um, certain clients. You know, there there might be some sort of restrictions on a policy for say a height limit um, mm-hmm. that's not going to be suitable for one client but is fine for another, mm-hmm. um, and all those sorts of things. And and part of what I do is is bring those things to the attention of my client to make sure that that you know it's either a risk they're happy to take on themselves or if they want cover for it where we can find a solution
0: mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah and do you what, what are some of the more common claims that you see jen is?
2: um like mostly um property damage so it's normally things like um you know, they've put a hole in a roof whilst um doing some works on there, um, like solar panels, um, kind of thing. So they might not join something upright, a water leak happens and it, you know, they work out that it it's it's from that. So so very much in the liability um mm-hmm. the insurance space.
0: Yeah. Um that's
2: where that's where the predominant um claims are for us um, yeah. because we just have so many policies in that space but obviously yeah. we have like theft of tools claims we have plenty of those and that yeah. Yeah. Thing
1: as well. I was going to say and how many of those claims um, blamed on the apprentice
2: <laughs> <laughs> well actually no i i find that that's not that's not very common at no. all so oh, um yeah i i think it's a, i think it is important that we make sure that our clients are honest with us yeah. um, because we we're here to you know um negotiate with the insurer on their behalf so if they tell us everything then we can um we can make sure that the, we we guide them in the right way.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's uh what different types of insurance do you have? Um obviously you've got your general insurance, your tool insurance, do you have other other types, life insurance or that sort of thing?
2: So we don't have life insurance. We do have um someone we refer people through to if they want life or mm-hmm. um, uh, total and partial disablement um, income protection those sorts of things mm-hmm. um, but for us we um, we have all sorts of business insurance basically so uh, your business premises your contents and stock etc um, there's contract works insurance for builders and um, you know um, there's travel insurance all sorts of Mm-hmm. Um, insurance whatever your business needs that yep. sort of
0: um, yeah, yeah we, we sort of feed yeah. that. and so um, for, for someone for, for someone who's just starting out perhaps in, in uh, you know starting your own business or or even someone who has been in business for a while but hasn't seen it as a necessity I don't know why you wouldn't but um, what, what would you say would be the bare minimum um, insurance policies to have
2: liability insurance yeah Definitely, yeah. without a doubt, because, you know, if you were working on a property and you, you know, you accidentally caused a fire, for example, um, during the course of your work, um, the house that you were working on burnt down, burnt down the neighbours, um, the, there were kids in there that got injured, all sorts of things. Those costs are going to add up really quickly mm-hmm, yeah. and that sort of thing is going to destroy Um, a small business who's you know only scraping together you know fifty thousand or a hundred thousand a year um you know but those those costs would yeah definitely Mm. not be something you could just wear
1: Mm. um, easily the the, um amount the the value of insurance that you need uh, is obviously going to depend on what type of work you're doing is that is that correct
2: yeah, generally speaking. So, um, so whilst there's no hard and fast rule on it, um, the the minimum available cover is five million, um, and we we sort of recommend that if you're just doing. Like mainly residential work, that sort of thing, 5 million is probably suitable. But if you're getting more into the commercial space where there's more public around, more potential for um, people to be injured, like more than one person be injured, Mm -hmm. um, you're probably wanting to look at 10 or 20 million um, in those cases. And a lot of subcontractors have requirements um, within their contracts um, for the builders they work for where they need a certain level. Of insurance,
1: so yeah. yeah. And how does the, uh, how does the t- tool the tall insurance work? Is that is that an expensive um, type of insurance to have? Obviously, there's a lot of people getting broken into all the time, all that type of thing. So, is that is that an expensive uh, insurance?
2: Well, I guess that probably depends on what you consider well, expensive. Oh,
1: yeah, Tools exactly. <laughs> are quite expensive um, too, aren't
2: they? <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's a there's factors that go into that. So mm. where where you're based, obviously, if you're in an area where um, it, crime is quite high, then insurers going to rate that at a higher premium than um, somewhere where they've never experienced any any um, claims. Mm. Um, so so that can vary quite um, significantly depending on where you are based. Um, but i mean it's it's definitely you know something a lot of tradies find very valuable because if they don't have their tools then, then yes. they can't work you know yes, and they can't earn the income so the longer they're um without tools then um yeah. it, the the less money they can bring in so but yeah, sure. so we certainly you know um find value
0: value yeah. in it yeah it's more of a case of you can't afford not to have it on surprise right. but um yeah That's so, it. yeah and, and look yeah. in terms of um um litigation and and you know you meant you touched on that before um you know putting damage on people's properties or, or someone else's life um do you find that uh well australia is, is very big on litigation probably one of the biggest in the world is my understanding but do you find that that um uh is goes in hand in hand with the the, the levels of, or amount of insurance that's it's available
2: well i mean it has um increased as far as like what the standard Um, is Um, we're finding more and more um, uh, heading towards the 20 million level of cover um, and some are even requesting 50 million Um, so depending on the contract um, so some of those really really big companies um, will will try and um, get their subcontractors to have a 50 million um, uh, contract. I personally haven't seen any claims that would would exceed that sort of yeah. money um, you know um, i 've seen some in the the millions but but probably not even reach five million but i 'm mm-hmm. aware of ones that do do get higher than that yeah. um, but um, But yes yeah, it 's not as common and it 's certainly not as litigious here as it is in America yeah. Yeah. Um, so you would find that a lot of policies exclude um, Uh, anything to do with the the usa and canada as an automatic Mm -hmm. and it's only specialized products where um you can purchase cover for that if that's something you deal with
1: Um,
2: not so much probably relevant in the trading space um because you know that's more hands-on work um but if you're you know exporting goods and stuff like that then Mm. That's a, a much higher risk.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so someone starting out um, as a single, uh, I suppose, a sole trader. Um, what would you recommend that they would they should have as a minimum? I suppose is the liability. Um, would you extend that to tools? What What would you say?
2: Yeah, well, I, we definitely sort of offer it. I mean, generally speaking, even though it does vary, um, the price for, say, $5,000 worth of cover is probably like $400 premium a year. Yeah. Um, you know, um, we tend to try and offer it so that they know that that's available. And even if they're not in a position to maybe buy it then, then mm. they've got that... Um, in the back of their head that you know once they've accumulated a few more Mm. tools than that that um yeah maybe they'll give us a call and and get those insured so we find that that a lot so they'll just start off with the liability and then add the tools later
0: yeah yeah Yeah. and i'm interested to know that um if, if let's say someone out there is um is working in someone's house now let's give an example where they might be in someone's roof cavity uh they step on a timber Timber breaks under their foot, they go through the ceiling, uh, end up hurting themselves or someone else in the house. How does that all kind of work? Like, who's responsible for that? Is it the, is it their insurance that covers it? Is it the customer's insurance that covers it because it's the, their house that's essentially broken underfoot? What What's your, your view on that?
2: No, well, I mean, um, for something like that, I mean, it's, it's not really the owner's responsibility unless they have um been somehow negligent you know if they have um you know moved the ladder away from the tree, then Mm. that's a bit different (laughs) but if they um if if it was just essentially a a worksite accident that is that is um what we consider a a business risk that uh, is not um it's part of part of the job. Essentially, you can't necessarily insure for everything. Mm-hmm. In saying that, um, we we do offer personal accident or um, illness insurance, which is cover for a replacement income if you are injured or become ill and are unable to work. That so mm-hmm. it doesn't cover you your you know medical costs um, or that sort of thing. But if you're unable to work because you've broken your leg um then um and you can't um earn an income as a result Mm -hmm. then you can get that replacement
1: yeah Um, would that be uh would it have to be uh, related to uh work or not necessarily went went away on a weekend and broke your leg on a motorbike or
2: So it does depend on the policy you purchase. so yeah. um, so most of the ones that we sell are twenty four hours a day, seven days a week cover. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to relate to work at all. Um, there are sometimes um, exclusions of activities outside of work, um, you know because they're really high risk. So mm-hmm. um, some policies do exclude motorcycle riding others don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that, you know, if you are um, a motorcycle owner, you do want to be aware of whether um, the policy you've purchased does mm-hmm. cover you for, um, for whilst you're on the bike.
1: Mm-hmm. Being, being that that's an in, income protection as such, it, it, does that mean that in certain situations that you'd have to have health checks and things like that? I mean, or, I suppose it's only an accident coverage, <laughs> So it's not going to be... yeah. Yeah. So
2: there's, there's sort of two versions of that type of cover. Um, one is income protection, which falls under the life insurance banner. Yeah. And those guys have different qualifications to us in the general insurance space. Mm-hmm. We have like what we refer to as like a, a more simple version of, of that cover, which is your personal accident cover. There's a couple of main differences between the two. Um, one is that with the personal accident one that we offer, um, the maximum, um, amount of time you can be paid out for, um, depending on what you choose would be about three years. Whereas under an income protection, you can purchase a policy where if you had a significant injury and you couldn't work again, you could be paid up to age 65. Mm
1: -hmm. So that's,
2: that's one difference. The other is, um, is in relation to, once you're locked in, um, essentially uh, on the income protection side, once you're locked in, the insurer's gone, yep, I agree um, to write this policy for you. They can't then turn around and say, we don't want to cover you anymore, uh, provided you keep paying the premiums. Um, Whereas with personal accident, if you have a claim, the renewal rolls around, the insurer can decide they don't want to, Write this policy anymore. You now have a pre existing condition that you um, that is now excluded from any future policies that you purchase. Mm -hmm. So, income protection is sort of a much more sort of like um, permanent, broad broad kind of cover, and that's why um, you know that falls into that life insurance um, space and and. from my understanding, because I, I don't um, have qualifications in that space, but, but from my understanding, I believe they do health checks and, and whatnot yeah. under that one, because they are going to be covering you for, for a lot longer,
1: Yeah.
0: So. Mm-hmm. yeah. Before we continue, guys, we just want to say a big thanks to the sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app, helping over fifteen thousand tradies around the world get their business admin sorted Brad.
1: Exactly. So, if you're looking to cut down your admin time, need some help with your quoting, scheduling, and invoicing, then go and check out Tradeify. Tradeify also big fans of the Ekington podcast. And it sort us of out with an awesome deal.
0: Yep. And if you sign up using the pod, uh, using the code rather AC Podcast, they'll give you 50% off your first three 50%. months. Wow. 50% Brad. 50% That's off awesome. using the code ACPodcast. So if you're keen to give TradeFi a go, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start your 14-day free trial. And now back to the show. Um, we've uh, we've got a, a form that we would send out uh, to our prospective clients when we before we go to site, um, and that covers their um, who's responsible for the payment. You know, have you have been anyone around anyone with COVID? And the other one, of course, is um, if you have any pets, could you please make sure they're not around while uh, people are there, because we have seen in the past, and I'm sure lots of people out there have been. Bitten on the leg by a dog, be it large or small, um, what happens in that scenario? Who, who is the is the owner of the home responsible for that injury?
2: I mean, it's not something that I've really come across um, at all in in my career, to be honest. Um, I would think that. Um, again it would be I guess a business risk and probably my advice would be um that you know like yourselves that uh, the client when they when they first speak to their customer that they check you know are there any pets you know what they you know um what sort of um, you know, areas, are they going to be in, are they going to be in the same areas, that sort of thing. And, you know, kind of try and mitigate, I guess, um, mm. any risk of, of injury there. Um, mm. But as far as um, the insurance side of things is concerned, um, I, I mean, I uh, i wouldn 't think that there would be um, any anywhere where you could really um, try and claim that back from mm. from a home homeowner um, you know uh, without any significant evidence to show that that mm. it was somehow um, you know intentional or, or, or something like that mm. yes, yeah.
1: best to get them to put their dogs away. Or yeah. cats? Um, Before you <laughs> go there, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so with the um, with your um, insurances, are are there any? Do any of these uh, insurances are they are they tax deductible?
2: Well, I mean that's more of a question for an accountant. But my understanding is, if if it's a business expense, then yeah. it definitely should be. So, um, so I believe it is, but I I can't give. Advice on that topic, financial advice. I, not an
0: accountant. <laughs> <laughs> I love the disclaimer. Yeah. Um, now, um, in terms of um, someone putting a, uh, we we'll go back to the, to the tool insurance, someone processing a claim, uh, they've had their window of their Hilux smashed and things have gone missing. Um, do you ever come across those that say, Look, you know, I had the uh, original Picasso and the JFK? golf clubs in the back that have potentially gone missing as well. How how, do, how would you handle that sort of scenario?
2: Look, um, there is sometimes a bit of like, uh, I guess, feeling that goes in um, behind that when you're talking to someone. Um, we have had situations where where fraudulent claims have have arisen. Um it 's not necessarily on us, um, but um, if we sort of have have a feel where you know we don 't believe that it 's being honest, then um, you know we might um, obviously we looking after our own client would be trying to get the truth out of them, mm-hmm. but if they 're going to be dishonest with us, then you know we do have an obligation to let the insurer know that there might be something up here and then mm-hmm. they would put an independent um investigator onto the situation
0: mm-hmm. and those
2: people are trained to to specifically get the truth out, out those people yeah. yeah
0: are they do they would they, <laughs> yeah, would they would they have to come up with proof of purchase receipts and stuff like that if that were the case I'm i'm sure yeah
2: we we do try and like sort of I, I guess preempt that um, at the time of, of the purchase of, mm-hmm. of the tools cover to let them know that, you know, in the event of a claim, you will be asked to provide these things. So if they don't have receipts, then they should take photos and they should keep, mm. um, they should keep an itinerary somewhere that's going to be easily accessed should they need to make a claim because then it makes it easy to work out what's missing as mm. well, um, as well as them being able to um, go, okay, here's the list of what's been stolen. Here's my proof. Here's yeah. um, here's a quote to replace these items and we can get it all moving really, really quickly. Mm.
1: Have all your photos in a in a folder on Google drive or something like that.
2: Exactly,
0: yeah. exactly. Can't go wrong. You need do that for tax anyway, don't you, I suppose? Yeah, I that's right. That either yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and um, we often see on news and current affair type programs about, you know, they hear those disastrous stories where people have had a, a home that's halfway through construction and, and uh, you know, they've got the camera crews following some guy up the street and he's not insured when he said he was. What happens under those scenarios?
2: I mean, just because you're not insured doesn't mean you're not responsible, mm. yeah. <laughs> which is essentially why you should get the insurance because if if you are responsible, then it's going to come out of your pocket, not the yeah. insurers. Mm. If you're yeah. insured, then it's going to be, you know, only your, your excess out of your pocket, which is usually around $500, um, as opposed to the tens of thousands that you might have caused.
1: Yeah, so Mm. So, now I thought I just remembered that's the first time I've remembered something today. But, um, (laughs) right back at the beginning, we were talking about this award and someone didn't press the button. (laughs) (laughs) So, I thought we'd better just touch on that again before we (laughs) wrap it up.
0: So, you were, you were, um, broke of the year state finalist, yeah, there we go. Yes. You, can you elaborate on
1: that again
2: <laughs> sure thing so yeah so that was an award that is run by NIBA, which is the national insurance brokers association and it is quite um quite a a prestigious award in the industry um across um all brokers in australia so um so it's really really amazing and um, to be nominated by my mm. boss, um, Shane, he's, he's a great man. Um, he said Shane? some wonderful things about him, <laughs> about <laughs> me. And um, and so it was really lovely to be just even nominated. But then when I got um, a finalist in the state, um, it, it, that was, you know, I was so honoured. So there was, there was three finalists in the state and, and I was lucky enough to be one of them.
1: Well done. So you're going to take it out next year?
2: Fingers crossed.
1: <laughs> you going to get him to nominate you again.
2: Oh, like he wouldn't hesitate in a yeah.
0: for a second. Oh, we we've
2: already decided next year is going to be um, all about the awards.
0: Yeah, so. yeah right. <laughs> you get to wear a frock again.
2: Why not? <laughs> Fingers crossed, there'll be a big party this time. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. And. Um, Looking at your website, uh, which is a great website, by the way, um, and there's a whole swag of different uh, awards that um, Trade Risk has won uh, back to 2012, I can see here. What, what do you guys put that down to, do you think? And it's it's something that happens, obviously, quite frequently.
2: Yeah, well, that that's really down to my boss, Shane. He is really focused on um you know, making everything streamlined and trying to make the process simple not only for the clients but also for the staff and um he's always wanting to make things bigger and better and um you know the best uh essentially and um and I think that that's then reflected in um in the awards um received so um so yeah.
1: And i see you're uh, sponsors of the super trucks.
2: Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Very yeah, nice. Shane's a bit of a rev head, so yeah. that's, that's probably more heads, baby. <laughs>
0: Fair enough. We won't ask you about that then. <laughs> yeah. um, and look, um, we see that, uh, you know, based on those current affair programs, going back to that again, that, that, that I think tradies often get a bad rap uh, and it's often the minority that that ruin it for, for the rest of us, like um, like in every Definitely. industry, I, I suppose. Do you think? That... Like,
2: well, I can assure you, it happens yeah. in the insurance industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's
0: not laughs> absolutely. Right. Insurance
2: doesn't have a, a real glamorous name.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, I, and my question was, do you th- do you think seeing the, the 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 looking at the amount of clients that you guys are working with, do you feel that um, traders have a bad rap?
2: Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, we've, we've currently got 4,000 tradies on the books and yeah. And the, the vast majority are really good guys and okay. they're really just um trying to, trying to earn their keep and do their thing. And um, yeah yeah, yeah. No, definitely yeah um and we wouldn't be here um if it wasn't for them so so we love the trainings yeah
0: <laughs> and, and looking at um so, someone who is has got insurance um, sometimes i'm sure there would be some hesitation in processing a claim because they're in fear of um uh, their premiums increasing does that always mm-hmm. is that always the case or or not
2: not always um at the moment the um, the insurance market is hardening and what that means is that potentially it's more likely um, but it's, it's very much like a case-by-case um, basis so say so if it was like um, something where you've been in business for a number of years you haven't had any claims you have this one small claim when I say small I mean like say a couple of grand um, you know, the insurers most likely will be like, that's fine, they've had a good track record, this is a one-off anomaly, Um, we're happy to to keep the premium as is. Um, But if they've had, you know, three or four claims in the last policy period, um, then things might be different. Mm -hmm. And if it's the same type of claim as well, so there's a pattern, you know, and that, uh, then the insurer would look to see okay so what what has the client done um to try and um mitigate this happening in the future mm-hmm. that sort of thing yeah. so and that's part of the advice we give here is like you know if if a client rings up and says they've got this claim you know sometimes we have like um you know lawn mowing contractors where um you know they've been mowing someone's lawn, a stone's flicked up and hit someone's window. The window might cost six hundred dollars to replace. They might have a five hundred dollar excess. Mm. We would probably advise
0: really. just
2: pay that one yeah. mm, um, yeah. out of your own pocket. It's not really worth um, having then a claim on your history yeah. um, for the hundred bucks that you you're going to.
0: Yeah, pay. that's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, we're just about out of time, but. Um, for anyone who's wanting to grab a quote from you guys, Jen, can you tell us how they can go about doing that?
2: Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, you can certainly um, play around on our website, um, or I'm happy for you guys to give me directly a call. Um, I give you my direct number if you like. Yes, yes, yeah. It's 0438837917.
1: Brilliant.
0: But
2: otherwise, the website traderisk.com.au.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do you get those unwanted calls at uh, one a.m. On, uh, on a on a Saturday <laughs> night?
2: Uh, no, no, not on my work phone generally.
0: <laughs> I don't reckon
1: too many people are thinking about their insurance at that
0: time. But, <laughs> well, it depends, doesn't it? Yeah, what they up to. Yeah, but um, yeah, well, it's good. So um, yeah, traderisk.com.au, guys, so, so check that out. But Jen, we're about to move into the next round. If you're if you're keen.
2: Sure, no worries.
0: All right, Brad, what's it called? Keeping it cool in the hot seat. Yes, you got that right. Okay, we'll <laughs> have that. All right, so here we are, Brad, keeping it cool in the hot keeping seat segment. Cool. And for those playing at home, it is where we ask a number of quick questions and Jen is kind of going to answer her shortest uh, possible answers, Jen. And uh, are you ready to, to rock and roll with this?
2: Yep, definitely.
0: All right, Brad. You I'm going to start, start the, clock. the clock now. Okay, well, we are away. If you were to write an autobiography, Jen, what would the title be?
2: Um, power in uniqueness.
0: Oh, nice You've been doing research (laughs) If you could be a superhero If you could be a superhero Who would
2: that be? i definitely Wonder Woman
0: Yeah, I can see that If if the song described your work ethic What would the song be called?
2: Work ethic Um, Who Run The World By Beyonce Oh,
0: there you go (laughs) Now I never have to find a <laughs> sound grab on that. No, that's hard. Okay. If you were a brand, what would your motto be?
2: Um, um, probably power in uniqueness. Okay.
0: <laughs> if you sat down with one celebrity for, uh, for, for a chat or famous person, who would that be?
2: Oh, it probably sounds a bit odd, but if it was like a really honest, like chat, like just between us, I'd love to sit down Queen Elizabeth.
0: Wow, I reckon right. she's, yeah. I
2: reckon she's, um, she's lived such an extraordinary life from a unique perspective that's and right. seen so much, experienced so much, but no one really, really knows. Yeah, that
0: like, it is true. The deep
2: You could write a
0: book after. I want
2: to know them all. <laughs>
0: Uh, are you a fan of the crown i'll just stop there are you a fan of the crown
2: yeah yes i am you are yeah, I, thought, I
0: thought you might be okay <laughs> we'll continue. um when you go on vacation uh, jen what's the first thing you pack
2: um a good book yeah
0: if definitely hollywood... gonna have a book Very good. Cool. if hollywood made a movie about your life who would you like to play the lead role
2: um, I reckon someone like Reese Witherspoon. I, really, I reckon someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a bit of fire and response. Yep. If,
0: if <laughs> yeah. you uh, had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, who would that be? What? Would Sorry. Be? Uh, who would that be? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rephrase <laughs> you that. You threw me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if you had to choose, good evening, Barry. How are we going today, Brad? Oh, no, We're not going. to <laughs> Um If you had to choose one meal for the rest of your life, Jen, what would that be?
2: Mm, I definitely think it would be um, a, like really well cooked duck, um, like a um, some sort of French dish. I'm very big on French cuisine. I love France. I love everything about it, um, and duck is. is
1: I was
0: just going to say, oh, you're anyway, um, okay, using a scale of one to ten, Jen, how would you rate your weirdness?
2: Oh, I'm pretty weird. Eight.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, if you were the Prime Minister of Australia, what's the first thing you would change?
2: Oh, that'd be a tough one. Um, Look, I definitely think we need to make some more changes with regards to climate change. That's probably, you know, the, the first step there. So
0: um,
2: I'll just leave it as vague there. As <laughs> <that>. <laughs> going to you
0: think I'm down. All right. <laughs> if you
1: had
0: a time machine, Jen, where's the first place you would go?
2: Oh, a time machine. OK. Um, I'd probably want to um, go back to something like I don't know, Woodstock Festival or something oh, just
1: like yeah, you know,
2: something that's really like you wanna experience firsthand. Getting out
0: your inner yeah. spirit.
2: Yep, definitely. <laughs>
0: the chakra. <laughs> um name one thing that everyone looks weird doing.
2: Taking out contact lenses.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're going with one, I'm glad you said that. All right. Uh, now, if a taxi or a limo were priced the same and sitting in front of you, Jen, which one would you get into?
2: Um, does the limo have champagne in it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> probably. Of course it does. Wrong chance.
2: Then that's the one.
0: That's <laughs> the one. All right. And
1: finally, Jen,
0: uh, your porn star name? Uh,
2: Lusty Pearl.
1: <laughs> Lusty Pearl.
0: <laughs>
2: i don't
0: know oh, wow <laughs> That just threw me a curveball uh, like i never saw it coming uh, so, excellent uh, stuff up. wow <laughs> Phew. now we can uh you, you got through those jen so well done Well done. that's very very Thank good you. i know you were sweating
1: yeah <laughs> I, was sweating. Well, I saw the glasses fogging up
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh excellent and um uh, we just want to say thank you for your time and coming on today. Yes. Uh, very much appreciated. And uh, albeit, well,
2: thanks for having me. You
0: have technical hiccups at the beginning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, well.
0: Let, exactly. It was an adventure. Yes, right. there you go. Exactly. Um, but now, uh, finally, um, where can people find you again, Jen?
2: They can check out the website traderisk.com.au or they can give me a call and ask for me directly. Uh, my name's Jen, um, and they can reach me on mobile 0438837917.
0: Perfect, nice. and we'll uh, link to that in our show notes as yep. per usual. Uh, but, Jen, okay. thanks again.
2: No worries. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you very much. And, guys, uh, thanks for stopping by, airconditioningpodcast.com. Please don't forget to check us out on the social media pages. And uh, give us a like and a subscribe, Brad. Yep. And until the next episode. And a review. And a review. A review would be really good. Much appreciated. A appreciate. five-star. Can you ask, for I do <laughs> <laughs> just did. All <laughs> right. <I> just did. <laughs> until the next episode, Brad. Catch ya. That's all for this episode of the Air Conditioning Podcast. Be sure to stop by at airconditioningpodcast.com to connect with us, as well as on Facebook and Twitter, and join in the conversation. Until next time, stay tuned, stay positive, and stay cool. We'd just like to say a big thanks, guys, to the sponsors of the show, Tradeify. Tradeify is the leading job management app, helping over 15,000 traders around the world get their business admin sorted, Brad. Exactly right. So if you're looking to
1: cut down your admin time, need some help on your quoting, your scheduling and invoicing, uh, go and check out Tradeify. TraderFi are also uh, big fans of the air conditioning podcast and they've put together an awesome deal
0: for us. Yep. So if you guys sign up using the code AC Podcast, they'll give you 50% off your first three months. That's 50% off your first three months using the code AC Podcast. A fantastic deal. If you're keen to give TraderFi a go, guys, head to tradeifyhq.com to learn more and start a 14-day free trial. Cheers.